Hello and welcome to another episode of Melissa Time. I'm Melissa. I'm speaking to you and uh, hosting this podcast. Isn't that, isn't that crazy how that works? Look, fancy us here just speaking, listening, relationship that we have. You old so-and-so, how you doing? I hope you had a good week, had a good weekend. Um, what did I do this week? Uh, I just ate copious amounts of food as I do every weekend. I baked a pumpkin pie. I made a whole pasta dish for Sunday. I had, uh, let's see, oh, breakfast croissants. I do that every Saturday. Jean makes them, very delicious. Uh, we've been making a type of breakfast sandwich that we actually tried at this uh, cafe around here in Austin. And it's basically just bacon, egg on a croissant with a honey Cholula sauce. And it's basically, it's about, you can go 50-50 honey Cholula, mix it up, and um, it's probably going to be more honey than Cholula. So just once you do one part honey to one part Cholula, just keep adding honey until you kind of hit the the levels that you prefer, which is really the secret of cooking. It's an interesting thing about cooking that uh, there are so many cooking YouTube channels and television shows and recipe blogs and all this stuff. But the fact is every household develops their own palate. And I don't know whose palate in the household is based on. I think it probably varies. Maybe there's a dominance hierarchy. Whoever makes the most money, that's that's the amount of salt you're going to have in your food every day is whatever that person likes because they're bringing home the the money to buy the salt or whatever. Or if it's maybe like egalitarian or maybe it's just something that happens organically, uh, whatever you're more likely to do. My point is uh, recipes for the most part are not really, they're not really the recipe of the thing that you're going to like towards the end. You're going to end up tweaking things a little bit unless you have a really basic palette. I don't know. I think so far there there's two kinds of palettes. There's people who like bright tastes, bright, bright tastes. They like white vinegar. They like white sugar. They like, um, pro, you know, uh, bleached flour kind of pastries. Um, they like thing like cherry, like bright cherries and, uh, let's see what else, uh, you know, uh, white, white pastries, like, uh, what do you call those? Uh, um, you know, like macaroons and I don't know. There's just something, there's, there's a kind of palette where it's just, you like things that are just very uncomplicated is how I can, like they're bright, uncomplicated flavors that combine into like, uh, almost like primary colors. But then there's people like me who like to eat anything that kind of reminds you of mud basically. And that's what I like. So when I was drinking alcohol, I liked rums and whiskeys, right? I love black coffee. I know a lot of people say they like black coffee, but I love 
completely black, dark roast Americanos or espressos, right? Like I just like dark shit, like things that taste like like something that's been run over by a tire a few times, you know, like burnt rubber. I like, uh, I just like it. I like dark cinnamon, brown sugar, like dark brown sugar. Uh, I like when I like burning things a little, depending on what you're making, you know, sometimes that's good. Like if you sear meat, I like when it has like that crusty, I just fucking like, I don't know why, okay? I think it's kind of an acceptable level of pica. You know, pica, that thing that, that sometimes happens to kids where they start um, eating paint off the walls and, and dirt off the floor. Like they just, it's just something that, I don't know where that comes, I don't know if, if that's psychological or biological in origin, but it's just something that happens to certain kids. Pica, I don't know if you know about that. But yeah, it's like a way of having pica, but for with with food. The closest to uh, paint and mud that a food can taste, that's what I kind of like. Lead, I don't know. Asbestos, all that good stuff. What happened to asbestos? Is that something that still happens to people? I guess we would... No, based on the amount of violent crime that's inexplicable happening somewhere that just so happens to be next to a highway or something where kids grow up breathing in, uh, you know, the same thing that you'd breathe in if you lived in a shipping container, basically. That's lovely stuff. So basically, if you're if you grew up in the Bronx or, uh, you know... Schenectady, New York, <laughs> some bullshit like that, or an, I think a Native American reservation, right? Don't they, don't they uh, put down a bunch of uh, energy plants and shit next to them? I don't know. Uh, the better to fuel their casinos with, I guess. Anyway, so yeah, this weekend I uh, did some comedy. Did a lot of eating. I love it. And uh, read a lot of news. What's on the news? Let's see. Um, the news, baby. Yeah. Doopy doopy doo. Oh, did you read about that thing that they're going to, uh, they're making basically like a giant slingshot into space? Space. What the hell are we even doing? I I I completely understand the urge to go to space. I don't actually think it's completely all about rich people trying to evacuate this uh, burning planet or anything like that. I don't think I'm not sure that that's that explains the whole thing cuz I think a lot of people would think it's pretty cool to go to space as a species, you know? It'd be something you'd really appreciate. You'd be like, "Wow." We're going to space now. Hell yeah. We've dreamed about this for centuries. Before the, you know, the planet was on fire. Oh my God, you know, and here goes the millionaires and billionaires. And then you know, Jeff Bezos, you don't have space because you don't fucking have space to help us. It's, we, were, we were thinking about going to space way before we ever talked about climate change. We dreamed about that forever. That's that old-timey... Uh, 
movie, whatever it's called, with the moon. You get a rocket shot into the moon. That that old uh, classic Criterion Collection classic. Isn't it the Criterion Collection? I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we've been thinking about fucking shooting the moon with a rocket right in the face ever since uh, the, the 19th century, at least. Even before that, we've always wanted to go to space. Even before we knew what space was. It's not just... Somebody's always trying to mess up your perception of the world with some stupid ass narrative so that you buy their product, click on their shit, donate to their cause, blah, 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 blah. Not that there's not a lot to be concerned with about the, the planet, right? But, uh, you know, I'm just saying the, the desire, the wish to see space travel accomplished that goes beyond just some you know cowardly trillionaire trying to evacuate the earth or something because it's about to uh explode or something it's just something that sounds cool cool as hell go off into the stars finally we gotta get it moving we gotta get out into the star don't you know the the universe is expanding all of the shit that we can see through the telescopes are moving away from us. So the sooner we get out there, the better. I mean, it's already halfway too late to see most of the shit. So we got to get out there to, to even be able to access the few planets that we and our galaxies that we know are close to us. You know, we got to get out there, brah. I would love to see us do space travel. It's it's just funny that people want you to it's like let's all stay let's stay on earth until we figure out poverty. It's like we're never going to you can't figure out poverty. You know? There's parts of poverty that there's they're unsolvable. You know? There are people that even if you saved everyone who wanted to be saved from poverty, right? There's still all the people that don't want to be saved from poverty, right? And I acknowledge that that's probably not as much as many, but they're always going to be there. There's always going to be people that, you know, something crazy happens to them and they just go into like social shock and just tumble right through the social safety net, get right there to the pavement because that's where they think they belong and no one's going to tell them different right? You try to save them, they will kick you in the face. They'll rob you and they'll run back to poverty. It's just, there's people who need a whole, whole lifetime of, of, I don't know, what, spiritual development, soul searching, life lessons, whatever, whatever that is, psychological development, who the fuck knows, right? They need a whole lifetime worth of that just to just to be able to get to the point where they realize that they deserve better than you know eating chunks of cement every morning when they wake up right it's like what are you going to do about them hmm are you going to like recondition them against their will what is that what is that what are we going to you know you, you can't you can't save everybody you can't solve everything to the 100% degree or 100, yeah, 100, 
Is it a degree? Am I mixing percentages and degrees? Is that okay? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, right? Just like you can't save me from being bad at math right now. People are just going to make mistakes. It's not, it's not your job to save people from poverty, right? But you may feel called to make sure that people don't treat them like shit. How about that? Hmm? That's kind of all you can do, right? Make sure they get a little bit of dignity and uh, enough respect to that's within reason, right? Keep the assholes off of them. Keep the law, you know, you know, getting the right people. Persecuting is, is the, word, the right word. Send the cops to bash in the right people's heads, you know, before they uh, try to kick the shit out of some homeless guy in an alley. And that's kind of the best you can do right now. We don't have anything better. Sometimes I think people that want things to be solved 100%, um, you know, like the government to just intervene in all the perfectly right ways, right times, right everything. I think some of those people don't actually understand how stupid we really are, how limited, how, how inept, how dumb most of us just are. Humanity is, you know, and and how little we've progressed enough to solve just everything. It's not that just if you were to put all the ducks in a row, it would just all work. I mean, yes, if you were to put all the ducks in a row, but if you could put all the ducks in a row, then you know that would have happened by now. It would have just happened, but it doesn't because people are fucking idiots or assholes or psycho or. You know, I don't know. They just, they got a bone to pick with everybody. Why am I moralizing at you? I'm, you know what it is, is that I'm talking to myself and it's difficult not to go into a self-moralizing spiral uh, because there's no one around me to challenge my bullshit except for myself. And I, I caught myself real quick. I, just now, I was like, what are you doing? You stupid fucking bitch. Get it together talk about something else weren't you talking about the uh slingshot the giant space slingshot that's what we're investing in a giant slingshot for space and hey seems impractical based on that description it's like what why are we putting pouring billions into that but also it sounds extremely cool I hope they can let us vote on like what we can throw into space. That would be cool. Like Hillary Clinton, we could throw her into space, right? right? And then that'll be her second book. What happened? Part two. Wasn't the name of her first book? What happened? <laughs> that was really funny. She lost the election and she she goes for a walk in the woods. Somebody Somebody runs into her in the woods crying to herself. And, uh, and then she releases a book called What Happened, which she probably didn't even write herself, but whatever. Yeah, What Happened, that's what it was called. And now she's just going off and just irritatingly just being around in the media. It's, it just, it's a, it's a kind of gross how elitist she is, you know, it's like, she couldn't win the popular vote completely, you know, with her campaign and all the shit that she did. And then um, she lost to Trump. I think losing to Trump broke her brain, honestly. 
And I think the only takeaway she got from that whole ordeal was, uh, I should be more like Trump. I need to be like a media elite, right? What am I doing trying to be a bureaucrat my whole life? She must've really been kicking herself in the butt about climbing the ranks through the state department for decades, right? Supporting her husband's presidency, like a good wife. Just, you, you could tell she was like type A from the get-go. I think she was class president. Like she was a feminist, right? She was always um, doing everything possible to position herself in a career uh, path that would lead to her being recognized for leadership and admired, you know? And, um, and I think she was all set to pivot into that presidency after that whole life that she spent doing everything by the book. Okay. She did it by the book. This is exactly what you're supposed to do. Everything. She was a good girl and she fucking lost. And I don't think she understands why, what happened or whatever the fuck. All she, I think her takeaway was like, I just should have done it through brainwashing people with media narrative. And so that's what she's just trying to do. And she's doing it so hacky. And I love when people do it in a hacky way because then it lets you see what everybody else is doing in a more sophisticated way that you might not have noticed, right? So what did she do? She started doing a masterclass on how to, I don't know what the fuck, be a boss bitch or do, you know, power kegels for politics or something like that. And I don't know, talking about how to make your own DIY power suit out of recycled soda bottles. I don't know. But then she then she did a masterclass, tons of uh, social appearances. Right? She, done, she recently did her own documentary about strong, amazing women, of which her, her daughter and herself are the main protagonists. And plus all of her rich and famous brave friends like the Kardashians and all that. Oprah, I don't know if she's in it, but you know, it's just like that kind of shit. And you know what? It's like, did they, why not interview the lady that actually coined the term me too? They don't get, they, they don't give a shit about that bitch. They threw her back in the fucking hood where they were like, yeah, that's where you belong. You stupid bitch. Go take care of your runaway prostitutes right teenage underage hookers go save them let let us do the feminism here in public all right we look the part you are not that too much of a social worker vibe get get back in there go do the work you know and it's like she that lady's just working in obscurity does i don't even think anybody knows who the fuck she is anymore they don't they don't even remember that she's the one that coined that term and that she was doing it to save um, teenage girls that have been kidnapped by pimps and shit. <laughs> We're just so far removed from that. They immediately moved it over to Hollywood and just made it, you know, they just ran with that. And they're just using it now for whatever they need to use it for. I don't know, sell a book, right? Promote a movie. I don't know. It's a really, really ridiculous time we live in. And it's pretty great. I can't wait to see what happens slingshot into space hell yeah i don't even know what are they gonna sling into space though it's gonna be uh i mean they tested it, it, it with nasa and spin launch that's gonna be i mean that just sounds so cool you're just gonna get like a big robot arm is gonna launch people into space that's where we're at right now like we tried rockets for a long time 
and and then somebody was like, why don't we just? I wish we had a giant arm to just fling us out of orbit. Can we do that? And then somebody finally was like, eh, you know, Elon Musk's like boring a hole in the earth. Why can't we just do that? Screw it. Let's just take ideas from 10-year-olds. Let's take ideas from 10-year-olds. A 10-year-old goes, hey, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we were all mole people and we just bored a hole through the earth and that's how we got around? And Elon Musk was like, done. I think that's why he gives birth to so many kids. Well, he doesn't, but his wife does, right? That's why him and his wife have so many kids because it's like every new kid, but when they turn 10, he just pumps them for ideas on like what to do with tech. And uh, that's not a bad idea, actually, to do to do that for kids. Kids have uh, good ideas. They're free, you know, they uncluttered by bullshit or Hillary Clinton documentaries. So they, they got ideas, you know, they got shit to say. Yeah. You know that movie House, that Japanese movie, that crazy horror movie where the girl gets eaten by a piano? I mean, a lot of the ideas from that movie were taken from the director's uh, like eight-year-old daughter, which is great. And uh, it's totally worked because some of that stuff is horrifying. You could even tell what stuff was the daughter because it's like it was so wacky. But so, but if you think about it, so scary, it just can't even like uh, when that guy uh, cursed the other guy and asked him about uh, like what its favorite fruit was. And then the other guy goes, banana, banana, banana. And then he just can't stop saying it. And then he turns into a pile of bananas. That's horrifying. Nothing is left of him other than just a pile of bananas. That's crazy. All right, I heard some glass fucking crashing, so I'm going to go check on that, and I'll be right back.